At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Two of the nightcap here on VSIN as we got ourselves. What is that? Oh, that's an NCAA tournament game. Oh, isn't it so pretty? I love looking at it. Hi. Hi, NCAA tournament game. Indiana leading Wyoming 40 to 37. I learned this the other day uh, when I was at uh when I was at Thomas and Mac for the Oh, you get a goal? Yes! There you go. Sean's sweating out the Bruins and the Blackhawks. They just waved off the goal. Oh no. I just I just learned this the other day though when I was at the Mountain West uh tournament. W Y O W Y O as they get pinned on the back of the backboard. All right, here we go. Let's bring in Jared Smith, our good friend from Pixwise. Busy guy, and uh, we had to move him up this week because like we did last week, Jared, we can't have you on Friday. We need you before the Thursday and Friday as Indiana hits a three. Why are they saying that was a no goal? I don't know, Sean. It's we got college basketball. Yeah, go ahead to Jared. I'm we, watching the we game. Got, we I'll got, be with you in a second, have, Jared. We have company, okay? We we've got company. Um, sorry, Jared, for my my rude co-host here. It's I mean, okay. No I'm watching the game too. No I'm manners. watching EK make his move right there now. We, there we go. Oh, EK. Oh, what do we got? Yeah. He's a stud. He's a stud. He's getting going. Just, He's gonna be the guy because Maldonado doesn't have it tonight. Was seven turnovers in the first half. That was ugly. Um, and and that's I'll, I'll be honest, man. That's that's something I've been thinking about a lot with these games when I'm going through the guys running the show, the point guard position. We talk about it a lot. It gets lost in the sauce sometimes. How important the guard play is. Wyoming doesn't have it tonight with Maldonado. Maybe he comes on late. Um, but Indiana's guard play hasn't been great either. So uh, really, really ugly muck it up kind of game in this uh, first four. 16 turnovers so far for Wyoming mm. with 12 minutes to go. Their average 11. Uh, so we got these going on. Um, let's just jump real quickly to the first four tomorrow. Um, I, I don't have a strong feel on, on many. I'll probably ride with our Bryant Bulldogs. Good job, Bulldogs. Way to get it done. Bring home some my guy. He's your guy yeah, now. It's my guy. Peter Kiss is your Peter guy now. Kiss. All right, we, we, we smooching home that cash. That Dude. was my best bet in Vegas when I was out there with you guys. That yeah. was a fun one. Yeah, buddy. And uh, he's doing push-ups on the floor. He's gonna love the moment. He's gonna shoot about forty-seven times tomorrow night. So we got Bryant catching three and a half against Wright State. You know, this is a tricky one for you, right? Because you love Bryant. And then you were all over the Norse who got upended by Wright State. I feel like this is like the Jared Smith Revenge Bowl. It's like my your guys, Bryant, against the team that ripped your heart from your chest oh. uh, in the Horizon League. So you need Bryant. I feel like this needs to be like the biggest bet of your weekend. No, it definitely won't be. Uh, <laughs> I promise you that. Um, I, I, think, I tried. I, 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 I tried. The first four games are very uh, tricky. Uh, our buddy Jim Root had a good call on the under here. Obviously, things could go awry in the final 10 minutes, but the pace of this game here uh, certainly screams under. I, I think the, op the opposite will be in effect for this Bryant-Wright State game, um, and I don't bet a lot of overs, 
in the tournament, but I think this would be one that I would look to the over. It's moved a bunch already, but I, I'll be honest because it's a first four game because I'm probably going to be frantically locking in other plays and brackets and making sure everything's finalized for Thursday. I'll probably go light on this one. And I sent you guys the list of props uh, in this game. I know DraftKings has some nice offerings. I saw holding around 19 and a half points. That's the guy for Wright state. And if we think it's going to be an over game, if we think Wright state's the better team, which I think they are the better team. I think the horizon's the better league. Brian is very frantic and is very volatile, I think. And I think Wright State's a little more consistent. And I, I would say the prop market with Kiss or holding one of those guys, you know, to have a little fun would be the way I would play it. But definitely expect some points. More points tomorrow night in that game than we're seeing tonight uh, in the couple of first four games. I'll go with Charles Pride. Uh, he's the second leading scorer for Brian. Two years ago, he had 33 in the NEC championship game. He's over 19 and a half. So I'll go, uh, while everyone's going Peter kiss, uh, I'll go Charles pride there. Uh, anything on Notre Dame Rutgers. I, I, I honestly, I, I don't want much to do. Jim was on our show last night. He liked the under, uh, I don't yeah. want to bet it. As I said with <laughs> to Sean earlier with, uh, with taxable income. So we, I just made a cigar bet with Sean. I'm like, I'll take Notre Dame just, just for S and G's any opinion on Notre Dame Rutgers or should we move on? <laughs> I think we can move on. Being a Jersey guy, I'll take the uh, I'll take the Rutgers angle, even though I can't bet it here in the state. You know, make sense of that rule. But uh, under makes sense. Jim's been really solid with totals this season. If I do bet this game, I'll drive across the bridge and maybe sprinkle a little bit on the under. All right, there we go. Uh, that is the first four tomorrow, and then on to Thursday and Friday. And we don't have to go by day. We'll just kind of bounce all over the place. We were talking about the thirteen seeds, and here at Circa. The 13 seeds to pull an upset is minus 135 on the yes. And I think there's good reason, right? We've seen it uh, many times in recent years. I think two last year got it done. Was it Ohio? And I'm my memory's blanking on, on the other. Uh, but we had two last year. We, this is becoming, I don't want to say it's a new 12-5, but you're seeing a lot of 13s. And look, when, when the bracket came out, we were on the air, Jared, doing our bracket reveal show. And I tweeted out, I said, Providence is going to be two against South Dakota State. It opened two and a half and it's now gone down to two. So you got South Dakota State, you got Vermont, you got Chattanooga. Um, Akron has kind of got an uphill battle. Of the 13s, uh, which one or ones, multiple, are jumping out at you that you like in the opening rounds? Yeah, I mean, I think the lines are very telling. The average line, we'll see what the St. Mary's uh, you know, line is too, but the average line of the 13 fours are shorter than the lines of the five twelves. And I, you know, maybe it's just random this year. Maybe it'll revert back next year, but it does seem like the new trendy upset pick certainly uh, are those 13 seeds. I think when you look at Providence, we've discussed Providence at length, probably the most polarizing team in the tournament um, in terms of where their betting value is and where their seed line is. They're the eighth favorite, I think, to come out of that region. And they're the four seed. I, I mean, make <laughs> sense of that. And it's because of their, it's because of their metrics and just, kind of where they've slotted out this year. And you got the South Dakota state team. Um, you know, we're all into the mid majors, Tim. We've been talking about this Jack's team all year. They shoot a bunch of threes. They make a bunch of threes. They haven't lost the game in the summit. Um, I think they get out to a hot start. Could Providence come back late and kind of, you know, grind one out because South Dakota state hasn't really been in that spot before. And Providence has sure maybe a first half money line on South Dakota state's a good way to play it, but the Jacks are live and we are definitely on board with the catamounts. Um, I, I know you were a little more hesitant than me in this spot. And I think it's because of what Arkansas did last year to Colgate, which is fair. They could bully Vermont, but man, this Catamounts team is poised. 
they have been blowing out America East teams like by 40. Uh, it's been really impressive. They got five seniors in the starting lineup. And I think the line being as short as it is and that immediate steam that we saw from Vermont at six, now five, maybe it'll settle around four and a half or five. But um, the Catamounts, I think, are live. Games being played in Buffalo. That's a long trip from Fayetteville. Pretty short drive from Vermont. And I think neutral site, it, not really going to be fully neutral here. And I, I think the Catamounts, uh, certainly can give the Hogs a run for their money, especially if Note is not shooting it well from three. That's my biggest worry for this Arkansas offense. I love Vermont. I just believe so much in Musselman. I think he's an excellent coach. I think he has the Razorbacks ready for this one. Did you see what Musselman said today? He's already complaining. He's he's already got motivation seeping into Arkansas. See, well, they basically have a home game. I'm like, they're seven hours away. That's smart coach. coaching. I know. Yeah. That's, what, that's what he does. So You know, there's no better angle than, listen, everybody's against us, fellas. Right. So, uh, yeah, that, that angle has been out there. The, I do get the vibes, and I said this, I think I said this on the show last night or on, on our Selection Sunday coverage, Jared. I get those 2005 vibes, 314, 3 verse 4, you know, senior-laden team. I think this is John Becker's last run in Vermont. I think he gets a bigger job. So it's kind of that, hey, one last hurrah before we walk off into the sunset like Tom Brennan did. Uh, we just need Gus Johnson on the call and uh, to say mm. Sorrentine from the parking lot. So, um, I, look, I would love nothing more to see, you know, Vermont win. I think that would be a great story. Like you said, they've been crushing teams. But, yeah, I do get worried when you look at a team in, in Arkansas, 16th in defensive efficiency, you know, they've, they've got athletes. I mean, the thing about Arkansas, though, that, you know, when you're an upset-minded team, and I know I, I sound like a broken record when I say this, Jared, but, you know, Vermont's top 40 in three-point shooting percentage. They're not as elite as South Dakota State or Colgate or someone like that. They're still solid. And then Arkansas does not shoot it well, right? They're, they're north of 300 in three-point percentage. So I think if they're off, um, and Vermont is hot, and they've got a little that vibe in the crowd. Yeah, I think they could be live. I, I just I feel like I've missed the you know the number at South Point. It opened eight on Sunday. I missed that party. Oh, wow! And I think I'm just gonna sit back and say, hey, go go Catamounts. Let's uh, let's go get it done. What about Chattanooga? Chattanooga is a team that I think we all rode to the SoCon final. No sweat at all. Easy victory. <laughs> um, and uh, they get Illinois. Uh, someone just tweeted us and said, over under on minutes, Sylvia D'Souza plays. <laughs> yeah. He'll get in foul trouble right away. So, yeah, that's certainly an issue as Indiana takes a nine-point lead super. Um, Illinois' Chattanooga, do you like the mocks here catching seven and a half? I don't. I, so, I, the, I'm probably not betting this game. This is an X-factor spot, and it's a little volatile because I just don't know what Andre Corbello is going to show up for this game. Um, and if it's the one that is the good Curbelo, uh, the mocks could be in for a really long night. Um, if it's the bad Curbelo and he comes in and, you know, a bunch of turnovers and all of a sudden Chattanooga, which for the most part is kind of a, you know, a slower paced version of Illinois, I would say like a, like a, like a, like a, you know, poor man's Illinois. They got the big in the middle. They got some athletes on the outside. They run at a really slow tempo, uh, and they play decent defense considering the conference that they play in, but they're much better offensively. And I, I think. You know, Malachi Smith's the guy that needs to get going for them. And I, I think it's Curbelo. If, if he plays up, I think Illinois covers. If Malachi Smith plays up for Chattanooga, 
Uh, I think the mocks can cover, but I think this line's about right. I like this mocks team a lot. I think Illinois is well coached with Underwood, and 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 I would say they're they're going to be the team that advances and uh, probably staying away from a betting perspective here. You can follow Jared on Twitter at Jared Lee Smith. Is he going anywhere? Of course not. We would we don't allow Jared to just do one segment. We need more from Jared, our guy from Pixwise. Uh, it is a five point game in Dayton. Little run for the Pokes. Come on, Pokes. Here we go, 49-44. More big picture NCAA talk. Any futures that Jared is firing on? Regions, Sweet 16s, we'll discuss all of that on the other side. It is the Nightcap here on Visa. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The college basketball season is in full swing. Grab a five-hour energy to stay alert to watch all your favorite games, or if you stayed up late to see that intense overtime game, you're staying up late right now back on the East Coast watching Indiana, Wyoming. We'll take a five-hour energy shot in the morning so you can energize your day. With zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine, it's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from with flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue raspberry, and more. There is a flavor for everyone. Get a five-hour energy today. Sean has got his hand risen in the air. The Bruins. Bruins! Never in doubt, baby. Win in overtime. I've there ne- we go. I've never seen someone win more overtime bets than you. It's got to have the right side. I, yeah. <laughs> so, Sean, Puck Stradamus comes home there. Uh, it is uh, under seven minutes to go in Dayton. 49-44 is the score. Indiana with the lead. Sean has under 133.5. Tailing Jim Root. Uh, I took the points with Wyoming, so it is going to be a sweat for me uh, on that one. See if the pokes have it in them to, uh, I just, to keep I just, close. I just, I want you to cover. I can't have overtime. Yeah, no, overtime would be right. bad for you. Yeah, I just can't That's, have overtime. It's really the only way this over is hitting. All right, oh, let's uh, bring what back. What a mush. <laughs> you don't even know what a mush. What a mush. <laughs> so it's not a mush if I'm saying the only way the over will hit if it goes oh overtime. Oh, my gosh. I think that's fair. All right, let's bring in Jared. Jared, is that a mush? <laughs> a live total is 119 and a half. So with seven minutes left, it would have to be an explosion. Oh, my like, God. Are you mush squared? Are you guys, like, ganging up on me? Sean just tries to figure out I'm ways. I'm on the under two, Sean. I, 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 want, I want us to get home. I want it to be a nice you little You guys talk. Now, I'm about to go in-game. I'm about to go in-game. I'm about to go in-game bet, bet the over. So, hopefully, I can middle. Well, you got a decent chance at a middle. Yeah, no, yeah. 12, 13-point middle. Might as well try to get the middle. That'd be, that's yeah, a why smart, not? That's a smart move. Get 12 if points. You really, if you really think we're a mush, then you'll put your money down right now and bet the over. There you go. Get that middle. Let's cheer for a middle because I don't think Wyoming's coming home tonight. This is my gut feel. All right. I don't let's... know. The fact that they're even in this game, despite uh, Maldonado basically being a, a cough drop tonight, you know, with the basketball. I mean, it's been really bad with him. But um, totals, you know, sitting right there, five and a half, down five. 
Yeah, shot, Murray. We got shot. Jared, there is a uh, keeping in the Mountain West there. We got Mountain West, Wyoming, uh, four Mountain West teams in the NCAA tournament. And uh, Chris Andrews always says it best. They make the number, not the seeds. And I think that is more uh, that has never been more uh, indicative of the 11-6 matchup we have where Michigan is now a two and a half point favorite over Colorado State. Uh, I played Michigan on the money line on Sunday. I paid 145 for it, so it's a little bit pricey. Uh, but I, I think Michigan gets it done. I think the matchup's good. I actually would lay the two and a half. Uh, I think Michigan takes care of business. I'm just not that impressed by Colorado State. Oh, by the way, they got some travel issues there. The NCAA took their time getting them their charter, uh, and they're the first game off on Thursday. Uh, but but are you with me? The 11 seed is laying two and a half here. That's just telling you something. Yeah, odds certainly matter more than seeds. Um, that's, I think, rule one of betting the tournament. Uh, the seeds don't matter at all. And I think what does matter in this game, so I, I think the Dickinson Roddy matchup will obviously decide how the tempo is kind of, you know, persuaded here. I, I think Dickinson's pretty good. I think he's played maybe uh, under where his, you know, ceiling is at times this year. And I think the game being in Indianapolis, which is where Michigan just played the Big Ten tournament, where they've been very comfortable playing, you know, in the past, they've won Big Ten tournaments there. Uh, Colorado State, I'm willing to bet they've never played a game at Banker's Life. So I, I think the familiarity, the travel, and Michigan being the higher seed or the you know the, the the favorite team despite being the lower seed is persuading me towards the Wolverines here in this spot. And I agree, the money line. I think anything two or three ish, I'll I would rather pay the money line three or less because you know we've been burned so many times <laughs> and these tournament games get nuts. So I'm willing to sacrifice 10, 15 cents of juice to get my bet home because I think just the feeling of winning and advancing that team in the bracket um, is better than laying the points. If it's a very short favorite. Yeah. That's the six 11 matchup. First game that we get on Thursday will be Michigan and Colorado state sticking in the mountain West, San Diego state taken on Creighton, San Diego state. I don't think is capable of blowing out teams uh, in that line is showing it Creighton hell of a run, uh, make it all the way to the big East final. They beat Providence, uh, they get, you know, red hot from three. They win by a gajillion, and then they score, what, 45 or 46 mm -hmm. against Villanova. Uh, you're going to see a low total here in San Diego State and uh, and Creighton of 119 and a half. Uh, a spread that's at two, two and a half. You can find some twos. It looks like South Point actually might be the only two that I see uh, here in town. Uh, what do you make of this one? I, I, I lean towards the Aztecs. Haven't played this game yet, uh, but I would, I would lean that way, especially without Nemhard. Uh, being out, you know, for them. I know they were able to right the ship without him in, in, in Madison Square Garden, but I would lean Aztecs in this spot. Yeah, and again, one of those spots, two, two and a half. I, I laid 30 cents on the money line. And I, I think the interesting thing about this game is it's kind of a game against a team that does something really well, San Diego State defensively, second in the nation in adjusted defense, and a team in Creighton that has improved their adjusted defense each of the last three seasons, they are adopting this now defensive mindset, but San Diego state's the OG here. Uh, they're the better defensive team. They've been doing it for longer. They know how to tighten the screws in these games. Um, and I think Brian Dutcher's a hell of a coach. Obviously. So is Greg McDermott. But when you look at the offense here, you get Nemhard out and what it does, what it did is it put Trey Alexander in this point guard spot and he, he played well, uh, you know, he played admirably well considering he's also a freshman getting moved into a starting point guard spot in the big east in the second half of the season just thrust into it 
but he struggled against Villanova. Didn't create a lot of offense, only had two assists. Didn't turn it over, but only had two assists. Now he has to face San Diego State, which has the true rim protector in Mensa, which Nova's got some big guys up front, but I think Mensa's better than, than any big that Nova has. And I think the defense at the top of the key uh, and of course, in the middle in the paint is why San Diego State is the side for me here. And I think they have enough offensively with Matt Bradley, the Cal transfer, to do uh, enough to get past Creighton, which again has played much better defensively, something against what they've done in prior years. But to me, at San Diego State, they play defense at a much higher level. And uh, I think in this particular spot, defense wins out. We're talking once again to our good friend Jared Smith at Jared Lee Smith on Twitter. Great content coming from the folks over there at PicksWise. Uh, this time of year. All right, Virginia Tech ripped my heart out on Saturday night. My uh, my wife left the living room and went upstairs because uh, I was unbearable as Duke uh, doesn't know how to defend ball screens and, and, you know, dudes slipping and burying threes all over them. That being said, Virginia Tech, are they too trendy now? They're an 11 seed. They wouldn't have been in the field regardless uh, if they hadn't won the ACC tournament. They do win it. Now they're catching just a point against the six-seed Texas. Texas has kind of been, you know, Jekyll and Hyde this year. Mike Young, they've had he had success at Wofford uh, before heading to Virginia Tech. They're, they're a team full of, you know, mid-major transfers that shoot the ball well. Uh, is this a potential run here for the Hokies? Are we, are we looking at a UConn-style run? You win the conference tournament, and you, you make, a, make some noise in the dance. Uh, I, I want... I really want Texas to be good because the numbers on them are so bad that if they were able to make a run, you'd get incredible value uh, on a team that has final four metrics, top 20 in adjusted defense, top 40 in adjusted offense. Those are the baselines. When we look at teams that can win a national title, if you're outside of either of those, you're probably not going to be able to string together six consecutive wins, but they're inside the, the, the number on both, but they're basically an unranked team. I think they're 25th heading into the tournament. Um, and they're just playing way beneath what their talent level is. And on the other side, it's Virginia Tech, which is kind of the opposite. Um, I don't want to say they're untalented. I think they're an ACC team with with a decent amount of talent. Uh, and, and they've got a, a, a couple of really good players up front, Mutz especially being the guy. And Storm Murphy came to life in the ACC tournament, which was a really nice surprise. The Wofford transfer, who's already, by the way, won a tournament game with Wofford when they beat Seton Hall a couple of years ago. So uh, I, I think that is a intriguing duo and I, I think in the middle for Virginia Tech if they can figure out a way to control Texas's size um, and you know play an outside game they're the hottest team in the country right now so it's really hard to fade them but can they play as well as they played last week against Duke and North Carolina in back-to-back games I, I, I would say no uh, but you might not need your best game to beat Texas who again just shoots themselves in the foot time and time again all right Jared final minute who wins the national championship Oof. I've got Kansas over Kentucky um, I've got Texas and Arizona also in my final four. I, I think the Remy Martin factor last week changed my mind on Kansas. Um, I, they've got everything. They, they, they check all the boxes. A little lower on defensive ratings that you would think. But again, if Martin's playing at a higher level, I think they're gar- going to guard the perimeter a little bit better and they're going to control tempo a lot better. And they've got the best player on the floor at all times in Obaji. And they've got two bigs and Lightfoot and McCormick that can control the paint. So... I don't trust Bill Self fully, but I think Kansas has the most talent and the the matchup kind of favors them if they get Arizona in that final four game. What could go wrong? You and I both on Rock Chalk Jayhawk to win. Mm, I didn't know that. That scares me a little bit. I know. At Jared Lee Smith, you're the man, Jared, Jared, as Trey Jackson just throws down a thunder dunk. 
This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The KFC chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger licking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today. Oh, oh, did Wyoming just turn it over again? Yeah, I don't know why they keep giving the ball to 24. He's not having the best night. They have 19 turnovers. They were cooking when they were going to EK. But... 19, man. Good Lord. It's it's. It's 56-47 now, Indiana with the lead. It is a miracle that Wyoming's not down 20 in this hmm. game. And, you know, for your sake, I hope this, you know, mercifully just end this thing and get me out of here. Maybe a couple threes to somehow backdoor it, but Wyoming has played like absolute garbage. Yeah. Garbage, man. This has been horrible to watch. Hit it. Nope. And we're, oh, oh got fouled. Foul. Got fouled. Uh, I mean, the reason they're in this game Indiana, 8 of 15 from the free throw line, 2 of 13 from 3, and overall not really shooting all that well. And, I mean, Wyoming has 18 turnovers, Sean. They have attempted 20 less shots than Indiana tonight. Amen. And right now, Sean, hoping that uh, the under comes home. I actually wouldn't mind overtime now. (laughs) Yes, I I made a saver bet, you know. (laughs) Overtime was plus 630. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I mean, they could go to overtime now, and I, I probably would still stay under one thirty-three and a half. So, what am I? I'm actually. <laughs> I yesterday on the show, we had Jim Root on, and I said, "Listen to Jim. He's eight and zero on the show in his last eight plays. What does he tell us? Under Wyoming, Indiana. Yeah, I have that. And what do I do? Yeah, I'm gonna take the points with Wyoming. All right, let's uh, let's bring in Eric Eager. Hopefully, he's wiser than me and then taking the points with Wyoming. Maybe play the under. Um, but uh. A lot going on in the world of the NFL. And uh, we got Baker Mayfield, you know, saying farewell, we think. Uh, what, do we, what do we do here? What do we, is, is Baker Mayfield going to Houston? Is this trade happening? Is he just in his feelings with, uh, you, know, uh, you know, a breakup with a girlfriend? Well, what's going on with Baker Mayfield right now? Yeah. Uh, and just to fill you guys in, I have a little bit of Indiana minus four. I don't know why I'm on the other side of you, Tim, but at least it looks like right now it's better to be lucky than good. Although you, I mean, I you're you're on foul. you're on the right side. You're not, you're, I mean, Indiana got, has dominated this game in every Eric's category. Got the bad luck. If if Wyoming covers, yeah. they had no. They suck yeah, tonight. It's, so. it's, it's amazing yeah. Wyoming's anywhere near Indiana <laughs> at this point. Yeah, but. To, to, to the point about Mayfield, I mean, it's just, it, it's one of those things where, you know, the, the hardest job in football is to decide whether a quarterback on a rookie deal is worth the veteran deal. So that like the 35, $45 million deal. And, you know, I think with Mayfield, it's pretty clear that if you, if you increase his salary by $25 million, that team would not be good enough for him to have success. And so I, I think, you know, once, once a team figures that out, uh, I think any time, you know, sort of wasted continuing to invest in that quarterback is just time wasted. And so uh, I, I don't necessarily, you know, fault the, the Cleveland Browns for poking around at Kirk Cousins when they did, uh, for poking around at Deshaun Watson when they did, um, and, and moving on from Mayfield. Like, I think that's probably an extremely rational 
choice because when quarterback, especially first rounder, um, with the exception of Blake Bortles, either those quarterbacks like do what Mitch Trubisky did and move on uh, to a to another team and make very little money, or they get the big the big deal. There's not really a middle ground. And with Mayfield, like you know, I wouldn't pay him the the top end of the market deal. So I think that the you know the Browns are acting rationally here. And I agree, Eric. And here's what I really believe, and I truly believe this. So, and I say it all the time about the Raiders. When a quarterback has been with one organization over three years and they are still indecisive about is that the guy, then it's time to try something else. That's generally where I fall, you know, with these teams and these decisions to either move on or to extend or to, you know, pay what the going rate is because the market is the market. You know, I just think you know when he's a dude – and he's been in your building every day for over three seasons, you know. And statistically, if you just look at Baker through the statistics only, he deserves the extension. He deserves to make the Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins type of money. You know what I mean? He's thrown, what, 92 touchdowns and 56 picks, so it's not terrible. But I think it's the other things with Baker. I think it's the intangibles or lack thereof or the, the spotty, inconsistent leadership or the feeling that maybe sometimes in the offseason his number one priority is not becoming a better quarterback and teammate. So I, I'd be interested in what you think. But I think once a quarterback's been somewhere for three years, if they still are indecisive, then it's time to try something different. I think you're 100% right. I mean, I even think if you, you, you mentioned Kirk Cousins. I think, you know, there's an aspect of Kirk Cousins that probably – you know, needed to be reevaluated, um, and, you know, and then why Washington didn't want it, right? And, and he goes to Minnesota, and, you know, they had a ready-made roster for him, and ultimately he's been a 500 quarterback in Minnesota and, and probably not worth the money. And, you know, even Dak Prescott, where I think, you know, they had similar doubts about him. That's why he went on the franchise tag um, in, you know, in 2000 and I believe 19, no, 2020. And, you know, I think Dak is probably better. I think Dak deserves his money. But I think it's right on the borderline, right? That That's how hard it is, right? Where for the other guys, it's like, you know, with Josh Allen, you just knew. With Justin Herbert, you just know. With Deshaun Watson, before everything happened, you just knew. And Patrick Mahomes, you just know. And, and I agree with you. I think that there's an intuition. And I think it's the hardest problem in sports. But I, I think you 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 make more sins of commission. In other words, you, you extend Jared Goff when you really shouldn't. You extend Carson Wentz when you really shouldn't. Then sins of omission, like, you let a guy like Kirk Cousins go if you're Washington, and he ends up being great. I, I don't think that that happens actually very often. We're talking to Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus. Check out the PFF forecast. Him and George still pumping out content in the offseason. Randy Get Gregory uh, does an about face. I'm going back to Dallas. Oh, wait, no, I'm going to Denver. Um, and Denver now, Russell Wilson. They bring in uh, you know a defensive changer in, in Randy Gregory. What do you make of, of that move today and and – in the AFC West, it just feels like it's just getting better by the day. The, the Chargers have made moves here. Uh, so so what are uh, what's your feeling of, of Gregory and his move today? Well, I think I think the Broncos are going to be pretty good. I, I'm interested as to why the market views the Broncos more favorably than they view the Chargers. I know the, the Chargers have been the Chargers forever, and, and you know, they can't get over that. But, uh, you know, I, the, I got the Chargers at 4-1 to one to win the division. Um, I think they're now plus 275. Uh, the Broncos, though, are, are south of plus 200. Um, and, you know, I, I know that Russell Wilson's a Hall of Fame quarterback, and I know 
you know, he's a, he's a pretty damn good player, but you know, I think player for player, the Chargers are probably the best bet to make in that division. If it's not the Kansas City Chiefs at plus 145, you know, that this is the first time they haven't been favored against the field um, in quite some time in this division uh, in an offseason. So that that's one that I'm really monitoring. Uh, I think, you know, I, to me, I think the Broncos are a little bit overvalued, um, even though they are a pretty good team. But you're looking at a rookie head coach. Uh, you're looking at a quarterback on his new team for the first time. And you know, I think we're overvaluing the success of players like Brady and Stafford over the last couple of years. So to me, that that division, there's two bets. There's the Chiefs and there's Chargers. And I think everything else is a little bit um, a little bit speculative. Yeah, I agree with you 100% here on the Broncos, Eric, because as talented as they seem, I still think there are a lot of question marks about how Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Javante Williams, and these guys handle, you know, playoff-type pressure. We just haven't seen them perform and produce in that environment. My question is regarding the Chargers. When you look at the Chargers now on defense, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Randy Gregory, Derwin James, I mean, they have guys. How much does Khalil Mack have left? Based on you guys' breakdowns, where is he? I know he's been injured, so he hasn't been playing full-time, but in your opinion, is he still at least in the back of his prime, or is he already on the downhill side of his career? No, he, he's there. I mean, in, two, in 2020, he had a fantastic year. The sacks didn't didn't catch up to the pressures he was getting. Um, and then last year, he had a very good year getting sacks uh, before he got injured. No, I think he's good. Sebastian Joseph Day should help a lot, too. Um, I also think at 17, they should be able to get another player on that defense. J.C. Jackson's a good addition. Um, you know, Asante Samuel Jr. is also a player who I think is, is going to be pretty good for that team. So... I think on defense, you know, the name of the game is to not have many holes. And I think that the Chargers in year three of Herbert are are starting to make it so that they don't have as many holes. He is Eric Eager. You can follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Eric. Uh, we got 30 seconds. Your prediction, where does Deshaun Watson go? Oh, uh, man, I, I think it's still Carolina. Yeah. All right, there it I, is. You know, His- Clemson, uh, you know, that kind of thing. I, I just think Carolina's got the most to offer from a resources standpoint. Um, and I think they're prepared to, to take on the sort of media that, that will come uh, from, from trading for him. Once again, follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Eric. Always Great a pleasure, stuff, man. E. We appreciate it. Take care, guys. Trace Jackson Davis just uh, ran to the basket. No call. That's cool. No travel. And uh, Indiana salting this one away. No cover for your boy. It's the nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only 19 bucks. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, Hoops Peterson, Matt Newmans, JVT, and yours truly. We'll have insights on every key team, conference, and player to watch from the favorites 
to the potential Cinderella. Sign up today to get the betting guide, plus full access to VSIN through April 5th for only 19 bucks. VSIN.com slash madness. 14.8 seconds to go. Indiana by six. So your boy needs a missed free throw and a three-pointer. They've had, like, multiple threes kind of in and out. But I, forget about me for a moment. I want to know about you, Sean. Absolutely. Tell the people what's going on right now with you. Well, listen, for the first time in my life, because I'm not a person that ever really hedges, I, like, I go with what I believe in. But I went in-game. And, by the way, I just signed up for the app. Probably was about a month ago. <laughs> So I went on the app, and in-game, I got plus 112 over 121 and a half because I had a large bet on 133 and a half under, and I actually middled. That last free throw got us to 122 as a total. So here I am, here I am, here I am. So I need a missed free throw you need a here. Miracle. Pretty much. Yeah, a miracle. Pretty much. Uh, I took four and a half. For one, Wyoming doesn't even have anybody to get the ball I mean, up that the court. Kid, they got Quick. a kid sleeping in the stands. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's, nope, yep. not going to happen. Watch so. how long it takes Maldonado to get up the court. Uh, <laughs> got to feel. Look at him. Like, yeah. What does he think? They're down two? Uh, nope. Airplane. Oh, and man. that's going to do it. Indiana. Sean, well done, Thank sir. You, sir. On your middle. Appreciate you, Jim Rudy. And uh, wh- why? What? what? I don't know what Why you're thinking what, 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 what I, do? I don't know what you were Why thinking Why did of. I want to take the points? I don't know. I mean, I, I only have myself to blame. There is no other reason. Yeah. Jim came on the show. I said, Jim is red hot, 8-0 on the show. He gives out one play on the games today. Didn't have a play on Texas Southern Corpus Christ, uh, in the Corpus Christi game. He said he liked the under in Indiana for Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And bada bing, bada boom, it hits. It was a no sweat. It was, yep. a, it was a rocking chair. And I didn't play only myself to blame. Facts. Right. So Indiana moving on to take on St. Mary's. Uh, that game will take place on Thursday night at 7:20 Eastern out in Portland, Oregon. And uh, Indiana moves on. They get the cover. What's the that under number comes in home. your opinion? That number will be St. Mary's two. Yeah, I'm all over St. Mary's in that game. Um, this was this honestly. You look at Wyoming, they finished up, I mean, Hunter Maldonado, man, you, you feel for him. Why? He had 10 turnovers. Yeah, and he was awful. He was bad. He was bad. Did not have a good day. Still have 21 points. Uh, he hit the over on his player prop. Uh, Graham E.K. Uh, finished with 17. I believe that's just He could have had 30 under. if they'd have just kept giving him the ball. Yeah, he started to cook in that second half. But uh, at the end of the day, Mike Woodson and company, Indiana, moving on. Uh, they got hot in the Big Ten tournament. They lost to Iowa in the semifinals, and they get an opportunity to go to to go to Dayton, and they get the win. Uh, so, if you, by the way, if you played any uh, win total props on conferences, I believe the Big Ten was ten and a half. That's a win in the NCAA tournament. That counts. Uh, it's not the play-in situation. St. Mary's minus two and a half. Not yeah, bad. I'm all over St. Mary's. All right. Yeah, good call by you. Yeah, I saw enough inexperience. And you know what's interesting? To be a big-time program, I don't think Indiana has big-time skill. And they definitely don't have big-time Trace Jackson Davis is legit. Right, but this is one particular player. I'm talking about overall. Well, I would say this about St. Mary's. They're not going to out-athlete Absolutely Indiana. not, but they're more fundamentally sound. They're a veteran group. 
Great coach. They had enough to beat Gonzaga. I don't think Indiana stays on the court with Gonzaga if they play them five times. So I just I think this is the kind of team to me, St. Mary's is Wyoming like, but a much better version of it. By the way, just uh he's getting hot at the right time. Trace Jackson Davis, he's these are his hot. last he's good. These are his last four games. He had 24 against Michigan in the win in the uh, Big Big Ten tournament, 21 against Illinois, 31 in the loss to Iowa, mm-hmm. and tonight he had 29. He has been playing well. He's been efficient. Uh, he's you know he's not a three point shooter, which I think we all know, and he's just he's getting buckets, man. He's he is an athlete. He will be interesting to watch against St. Mary's tomorrow, or sorry, on Thursday. That game once again, 7:20 in the East Region, uh, St. Mary's Indiana opener. St. Mary's minus two and a half. So the first four uh, for Tuesday night is in the books. Texas A&M Corpus Christi and Texas Southern was the early game. Uh, Texas Southern wins 79 to 67. So the Tigers get the cover and uh, that game goes over, right? No, under, under, under goes under the total of 136 and a half and uh, Wyoming, Indiana, as Jim Root told us last night, Sean listened. I was a dope and didn't. And the under was uh, was the easy play. And my man, Sean King, with the middle. The middle. Look at you. Yeah, man. You know, I'm... you're learning from Jimmy Ott, who was doing Jimmy Ott, our good His friend. His whole he was goal doing a in dance life. like this. He's like, come on. Yeah. Come on. His whole goal in life is to, it's the middle. Pretty much. Yeah. Shout out to Jimmy. He was having. He was living his best life here in. Uh, oh, yeah, he Las had a good Vegas. time. Yeah, he was. He was having a good time. Yeah, he hit me Saturday. Like, you coming up? I was like, ah. Yeah, I, they. I got. I, I, I be in the pool with the big dog on Sunday, so I think I'm gonna get my beauty sleep. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy, and Jimmy and company were having fun on Sunday. So, um, yeah. So there you go. Uh, Indiana, a winner. Moving on to take on St. Mary's. Um, let's, let's just look at that East Region. You think UCLA is live in the East Region? We've got Baylor. Absolutely. UNC Marquette, St. Mary's, now Indiana. UCLA gets Akron. They're a 14, 13-and-a-half point favorite. Texas, Virginia Tech, Purdue, Yale, Murray State, San Francisco, and Kentucky down on the bottom. We've got the odds up there, courtesy of BetMGM. Uh, these were prior to today. Um, UCLA is interesting. Uh, to make the Elite Eight, plus 150. To win that region, I think it's... I, Look, this is a team brought back everyone, uh, seemed to kind of hit their stride uh, as the year went on. I know they lost to Arizona, but uh, I was listening to uh, Chris the Bear Felica on his uh, on his podcast with Stanford Steve earlier today, and he said, how different would we think of this UCLA team if they didn't squander a double-digit lead to Arizona in the Pac-12 championship? I still think highly of them. I do, too. I have the Elite Eight. Being Kentucky versus UCLA. As do I. Yeah. I do. And I have Kentucky advancing to the final well, four. Well, of course, I have Kentucky, uh, <laughs> Duke, and Auburn in the final four. You have Duke in your final four? 100%. Why? Do you want to lose? No. <laughs> Listen. How much? Honestly, I'd rather lose take... my bracket because I had Duke going too far than lose my bracket and Duke's in the Final Four, and they're the reason. Like, that just – I couldn't live with myself. That team's not making well, – That's really why I don't get in a lot of bracket contests because it's impossible for me to put a bracket together where I at least don't have Duke in the Final Four. Well, maybe this year you sh- you'll have a good chance because if they miraculously learn how to, you know, 
stop. We really have a cakewalk until we get to Gonzaga. Mm. I mean, mm. Well, hold on. When do we... Michigan State Davidson in the second round? Yeah, but I mean, if we play our game, that team can't beat us. Neither one of those teams. Now, Texas play, Tech, my play. bad. My bad. I did not mean to overlook Texas Tech. Play which game? The game in which you can't stop unathletic dudes from hitting threes like Virginia listen, Tech? Listen, listen, listen. And Miami? Listen. And Syracuse? Listen. We're, I'm not worried about the Davidson Michigan State winner. Okay. Texas Tech worries me because we're not a very physical team. We're not. Oh, Texas Tech's going to pound. That's what I'm saying. Pound on them. So I'll need to make if, some. I'll need to email the there. referees prior to that game, and you know, just you know, promise them some some berries. You know, here at Circa, you know, nice little meal on me. You know, maybe. I mean, I'm just just have a quick whistle. I don't know. I mean, maybe Duke will will figure out. You know. When, when there's a screen set, you got to get through it and try to get your hand up on a three and not, you know, just let a dude bury it in your eye hole. So you know what's great about right now? You feel my pain. You see what it's like to root for a team that's this talented that has these kind of noticeable not, deficiencies. And root for them. I bet on them. And meanwhile, the great Mike Krzyzewski's just sitting over there on the bench. What can I do? I don't think they... I can't allow Krzyzewski to win a national championship in his last NCAA tournament and my bracket not have Duke, at least in the Final Four. He ain't winning. He ain't winning the championship. He might not, but... Not with that team. Won't be because of my lack of faith. (laughs) You didn't have faith in the ACC tournament. (laughs) That was a whole different story. You were right. I told you. Virginia Tess. Bunch of Wofford transfers burying threes. I tried to tell you. Yeah, you said UNC would win. Or Wake Forest. Team that beat them one. Yeah. (laughs) Neither one of those two teams. Danny Kleppinger will join us in studio next.